Hey guys, and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast, and we have done it. We've made it. Opening day. We've got here. It's been a long off season, and this opening day, more than any other, feels a little bit extra special because it's been two years since our last proper opening day. Last year, we were sort of robbed of an opening, a proper opening day, and this year, okay, we're not at full capacity, but it's as good as it's going to get, and I will take it. Fans are back in the stands. Phillies be the Braves. We are thrown straight into it with a tough series. And I have got three UK Philly fans joining me as well. It's a bit of a fan show today, and I'm looking forward to this one. So welcome back, Ryan Owen. Ryan, how are you, mate? Yeah, well, man. What are we, Tuesday, two days to go, Phillies, baseball, back on the screens, notwithstanding a bit of uh, bad weather, which has been mute. (laughs) Let's not even mention the bad weather. I can't be doing with rain delays, man. So let's hope for sunshine or at least a grey sky with no rain. And away we go. Can't wait. Yeah, I I tell you what, I didn't feel ever say this, but I would swap the weather we're having at the moment to to Philly for opening day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think I'd ever say that. Uh, and we are joined by two new voices to the podcast. First of all, we've got Drew. Uh, Drew, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. No, mate, thank you for coming on. It's great to have more UK Phillies fans on. Um, you're, of course, a new voice to the listeners. So, Drew, tell us your uh, your story. How did you get into the Phillies? So, um, I was fortunate because it was, what, about two years, I think, the year before the World, C- World Series win. Um, I just worked in a bar locally and basically finished work every day at one or two in the morning, come right. home. The only thing that was on was baseball, you know, for the summer. And we've got some family friends who live just south of Philadelphia. So kind of made sense to pick the Phillies as my team. And then lo and behold, the next season, they won the World Series and oh sort of been downhill ever since. Awesome, awesome, and then of course, yeah, the year after they got to the World Series as well, missed yeah. out. But yeah, you've so another fan. Yeah, so I can't, you, you've seen can't the highs and the lows. Too much, yeah, and I mean it's probably worse at the moment. Well, not this year probably, but previously. Yeah. With my job, I might end up being up at like two, three in the morning, so I managed to get the blown bullpen saves on like live <laughs> oh. as they happen to start my day. Yeah, which is really, oh, yeah, really, that's, really yeah, great. That's, that's a killer. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully for me, I could go to well, majority of us. We can go to sleep straight after and try and yeah. forget about it, but for you to happened. wake up to and then have to have it on yeah. your mind all day. Yeah, that's a yeah. killer. Yeah, it's not the best. Oh man, thank you. And um, and next is Liam. Liam, how are you, mate? Uh, surprisingly sunburnt today yeah, it's, mate, it's, it's, it's been a good week well. hasn't it <laughs> no, yeah, where is completely polexed yeah i know and uh liam obviously another new voice to the podcast uh how long have you been to the Phillies for and how did your fandom start 
Well, funnily enough, I've, uh, I'm frightened I'm going to sound like I'm completely copycatting Drew here because my story is very similar. Uh, it was pretty much a year, but it was 2007, the year before that World Series win, that myself and my friends have encountered a, a group of guys and girls from Philadelphia in London. And that has sparked up a, a bit of a, a network of friendship that has, that has endured to this day. We, we still visit... Uh, Lockdown notwithstanding, we try and get over there once a year when we can. We absolutely love the place. Uh, but my actual baseball fandom is a slow burner. I think I think even when I was younger, way, way before that, whenever I was able to catch it on like Channel 5, you'd have the, oh, the games cool. on Channel 5, yeah. And I remember seeing guys like Randy Johnson and, that, and I was like, yeah, I like baseball. But the actual, the passion never really come because it's hard to really get into it when you have such little access mm -hmm. and it's in the twilight hours. So it slowly had to develop. Obviously having the Philadelphia connection helped, having such a, a golden period, you know, the the World Series ball so dark as well. It, all little things like that uh, really drew me in. And it's only in the last few years, with the help of the video game, funny enough, I'm a big MLB The Show fan. And that's really helped me get to the point where I, I, I know my apples to a decent extent. And this year, as, as you touched upon, this will be the, the first season. I've got MLB TV all fired up. Nice. I have every intention of, you know, where, when I'm not watching stuff, I'll be reading the recaps. I'm trying to keep on top of who's, who's got the best ERAs, who's got the most home runs and that. And I'm going to really try and be on top of this. Because quite frankly, as a Charlton Athletic fan, there's not really much to shout about oh, in football. No. So might as well prioritise this instead. <laughs> Oh, mate. Well, I tell you what, you're in. It's a marathon. It's a slog. I can tell you that. But it's it's ones of a few ups. Well, from what I've experienced since 012, um, 012, 2012, it's been a, a few ups, but a lot of downs. Just prepare, strap yourself in, mate, because and with this year, the way it's going to shape up, whew, who knows? It could be great, but in true Philly style, it could be. They'll find another way to mess it up, but we're not going to go on that line. Not not on an opening day eve as we are now. So spring is done. We're done. Ryan, spring, 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 Philly spring. Were you happy overall with what you saw? Bullpen, good. We won't go into the last game, but uh, the bullpen on the whole looked good. The offense is is looking like it's going to be firing again. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, let's be honest, I'm not a huge spring training lover. I think it's well known uh, in uh, in sort of UK fantasy circles that I don't watch too much of it. And I, I try not to taint the real thing that I'm really excited for by uh, pretending to sort of get excited by games that really, it's all about just getting healthy and, and getting your eye in and, and getting ready to go and making the roster. So obviously what's interesting is guys that have made the roster that perhaps we weren't... Um, thinking was going to happen like um it, it's pretty cool to see Matt Joyce um on the yeah. team um a, a guy with a batting profile that I've always liked um a decent batting eye and a nice bit of pop but from what I hear from uh, Miami fans and, and Braves fans as well he's a, a great clubhouse guy so you know talk about intangibles he, he could be a real experienced guy to have around and and, and keep things going and, it, and it's also pretty cool to see that the Phillies have gone with Ronald Torres on, mm. on the roster and a bit of a utility guy that can play right around the diamond, but someone that Joe Girardi knows from his time at the Yankees, another guy that has a good, good plate approach and makes good contact, not a huge power guy, not like a, not a bat that you're going to be looking at in fantasy teams, but 
a guy that the Phillies have chosen him. They could have they could have stuck with Kingery. They're paying Kingery a lot of money. Kingery's struggling. He he needs, you know, the Phillies gave him a contract probably before his time was due. They've made a bit of an error, and and Girardi or someone in the organization has said. No, let's not keep persisting with something that's going to cause us a problem. Let's go with the best bat and the best player that we have available to us. And and clearly for them, that's Ronald Torres. Yeah, agreed. Uh, another bit of a surprise was Jojo going to AAA. Uh, Drew, are you quite surprised to see Vince and David Hale still on that, still, still in our bullpen and, and not Jojo? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Vince, I don't know. He's got a soon have sort of a nickname of a cat or something, the number of lives they're giving him. Well, having said that, over, over the recent seasons, I've got a soft spot for Vince because his performance in in the outfield when he came in the extra inning games oh, where yeah, he threw, yeah. yes, threw yes. the guy out straight from home and he and he was so close to having one like the very next batter. That's like one of the best moments of I think of being a Phillies fan over the last few years. So, you yes. know. yeah. But honestly, with Dombrowski, Feld, and Girardi, I actually kind of have trust in them. If this had been a a Kap, Kapler um, and the other guys, I'd be doubting it a lot more than I am. That's a good point. I kind of, you know, they've been there, they've done it. Girardi's won the rings, he knows what he's doing have a bit of faith for once mm. in the in the sort of higher ups. Yeah, it's a good that's a, that's a good point because if that was Kapler and the old regime, I think we'd be in a lot more uproar would be right yeah. now. You know, Jojo down, Vince is still here. Um I've got a little bit of a soft spot for Vince. I want him to do well. I want this bullpen roll to work. But again what I saw in spring I I don't know, you're right. How many lives has he got? He has to be on his last life now. Uh, I thought David Hell actually had a really good spring. I said it at the uh, in the podcast a while ago when Alex Carr was slating him, wouldn't yeah. make the roster. Oh, he's in there now. <laughs> um, David Hell's quietly gone about his business and done well. And I know he's not a popular amongst the fan base, but I've said just 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 give him time. I've got a good feeling what David Hell, but I'm hoping this works for Vince. If it if it does work, Vince could be dynamite in the in, for a two inning fireman reliever in there for sure. But um, Let's go into opening day plans. Liam, opening day is, is so close now. What? It, how will you be watching it? Well, first thing I've got to do is get through work like most people have, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. going to have that clock-watching element, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, okay, that's, that's another five minutes done. We've got six hours, 35 minutes. That's how it was today, Thursday. <laughs> but yeah, it's, as I said earlier it's it's going to be a, a whole new dimension for me a whole new level i'm going for the for the diehard experience rather than just waking up to the yahoo alerts of match results and things like that i want to get as immersed as i can there's a there's a certain degree to which i can stretch on like bedtimes and that i'm going to try and stick with games if they run in the 11s 12s ones i've got i've got i've got a daughter who's nearly five so i'm, I'm used to being dragged out of bed at like ones and twos for the <laughs> most trifling things so i might be able to work it into my advantage and and dovetail the two uh 
but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this because this this was something I was looking to step up to last year. And while every baseball fan felt robbed by the whole situation, let's face it, we've we've been robbed of, of yeah. so much due to this pandemic, and it's it's doing all of our nuts in. But um, for me in particular, the timing felt really typical because I was ready to go full on. And I just had to sit back, and it was it was weird. I did attempt to try and do a little bit more with the with the no crowds and the July start, but it wasn't easy. But this is this, you know, it's not a drill now. This is the real deal. Yeah, well said. Yeah, you're spot on. And last year, it was tough with the no crowds. It was like watching it on mute, you know. But not even just even just having fans in the background behind home plate pulling even funny faces or just you know doing all they can to put the picture off and just seeing fans trying to grab a foul ball. That was the biggest thing for me. When you heard the foul balls hit the seats and no one's there trying to catch them or make stupid dives in, in the stands, it's like, oh, it's just, there's a big piece missing. And it, it did sort of kill it for me. And even though it was sort of exciting, you know, the Phillies are rolling, it wasn't a full 162 game experience. And you, like you said, this is now, this is it. And, you know, crowds in the stands, the players are ramped. Everyone's sleeping on us. We have a we have such a we have a chance. Ryan, you with me? Do you think we've got a chance? Hey, short answer. I'm, I don't think the Phillies are going to win the division, but no, I no, do no. think that the Phillies can, if they can stay in the battle and, and keep competitive for the wild card. Um, feels like we've been saying that for about seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really does, but if they, if they can do that, then we'll all be quite happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, as I've been saying in the in the previous podcast, as long as we're relevant in September and, and giving it everything and fighting for the postseason instead of going out with a whimper like we have the last last few seasons now, I'll be happy. You know, but I really want that. I really want that wild card. What is your what is your memories of opening days? Any any particular memories that stand out for opening days gone by? Yeah. I, I, there was an opening day when I was out at State College um, on the eastern side of Pennsylvania, and I didn't have tickets to, to see opening day. Um, the Phillies were in Pittsburgh um, at PMC, which wasn't far, it's not far from Penn State University State College. So I didn't have tickets for opening day. I watched that on the, uh, the old box set, but I did have tickets to the second and third games of that series. Um, and just being in and around the area and, and getting the buzz. Yeah, we weren't in Philly. We were on the road, but it, it was it was sublime. Roy Halliday pitched the opening day, um, the one I wasn't at, unfortunately. Um, and I can't quite recall who we had. It may have been Cliff Leal and, and someone else after that. And um, then Jim Tomey was actually on the team. He, he'd re-signed right. Like, right at the back end of his career. He wasn't, he wasn't very good at that point. But, <laughs> hey, it was still Jim Tomey. Exactly. And, and <laughs> I mean, I got to see Jim Tomey in Pittsburgh. And it was feral. Pittsburgh was feral because the Flyers, the hockey team, were also in town. Oh, um, Penguins. And Flyers. they were playing the Penguins. And so, on, I think it was game two on the Saturday, um, there were loads of hockey fans that came to the game the hockey game was on at about one o'clock and the baseball game was on at four o'clock um and loads of hockey fans showed up at the baseball at about five you know like an hour into the game yeah. and they were absolutely trashed what one guy like fell down three sets of 
like chairs in the outfield. I thought he was going to like, there's a drop onto the, the field at the <laughs> NC park. I, I yeah. thought he was heading for center field, if I'm honest, but yeah, that, that, that just summed it up. Like the whole of Pittsburgh, a town that knows that their team has sucked for a lot longer than ours has, uh, you know, <laughs> even in Pittsburgh, baseball, baseball, opening weekend, huge, huge excitement. Yeah. Because, because every, like even on social media at the moment, Everyone's everyone's so pumped up because everyone's on naught naught, no wins, no losses. We're all at a complete equal. I've even seen Royals UK guys predicting wild cards for them. Now I think they've improved, but steady on, boys. You know, I think they'll have a decent season, but wild card, all right. You know, if the Marlins guys, we all know Pete and the boys, they are. I think I think they've come first in the hype for this year. They are. Yeah. I mean, and, Adam. When Adam Duval is your cleanup hitter, I mean, I think you might need to oh, sort of oh, check yourself I've, a little I've bit. I've drafted him in my fantasy team. Just... Well, there you go. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> that's your yeah. warning shot. <laughs> that's, that's that's true. And, and how will you be spending opening day, Ryan? I'll be at home. I'm quite fortunate. I'm, I'm teaching, uh, but obviously we're in the middle of Easter holidays, so it seems as oh, though true, this, yeah. yeah, this teaching gig has fallen nicely every year for opening weekend. <laughs> so. I'm going to get a week of, um, yeah, some, some pretty chilled out evenings watching baseball and maybe I'll rustle up some homemade burgers or something. If the weather stays like this, they'll be on the barbecue. But... Oh, mate, isn't it? Just a uh, good point. I keep forgetting it's Easter this weekend. It's good Friday, Friday. So, yeah, well, we've got a four day. Well, majority of us have got four days off, four days of baseball. Oh, there's no Friday game, is there? What is with that? What, what? Opening day to the day off. What? There's no Phillies. I assume there's other bait. There's other teams, is there? That's a good point. I hope surely they wouldn't do a full off day, would they? Uh, there is only a few. Oh, it's only the hot plate. Ah, oh, I, I presume then if there's any rainouts in the predictable northern and eastern cities. Yeah, okay. Because it, it's Florida, California, Texas, Arizona. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, they're the only games on an open uh, on the Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, that sounds fine. Yeah, I think it's a rain day delay. Um, Drew, opening yes. day. What 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 are your plans? And any any memories of me- uh, opening days gone by? Um, it's probably two. Um, the last proper opening day. So twenty what was it? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. That's. I just that's happened to be stateside for different reasons. Oh wow. Um, and I didn't really click about the baseball schedule. So I actually was in Washington, D.C. Um, but I went to a bar and obviously I wore the T-shirt I'm wearing now, which is a Bryce Harper T-shirt. Yes. So Perfect that, for the locals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I thought they liked Harper. So, But yeah, I was in D.C. for that, which was quite fun. Um, just sort of wind them up a little bit. And then in 2010, one of my friends had... Dr- brought me into a fantasy baseball league. But at the time, I was like, I only really knew about the Phillies, not much else. Mm. And I remember, I needed, like, during the draft, I needed a third baseman. And the Phillies had just signed um, Placido Polanco to play third. Oh, yeah. So I thought, right, I'll just, I'll get him. Seems decent. They spent a bit of money on him, put him on third base. Opening day, hit a grand slam and had, uh, like, six RBIs or six runs scored or something. So... I just remember that for like winning the opening day, and I was just like, right, that's it. Seasons I can do this. Season fant- stop now, I've, yeah. <laughs> I've done my fantasy league, proved everyone wrong, sorted. That's how but I feel. Uh, yeah. 
They're probably the two. Yeah, I, I 2019, I think the hype when Harper signed. Uh, I think Kutch hit a walk on, uh, um, and uh, he was hit a home run in his first at bat. I think he took the lead. Yeah. Hoskins hit a grand slam. The place was buzzing. We swept the Braves. Hysteria. Harper's here. And then we went to the Nationals straight afterwards, and Harper hit another home run there. And we wow, what a start to the year that was. Um, but I'd always I always remember that Hoskins grand slam in 2019 and 2015. I was out there for the Red Sox season opener. And uh, I recommend to anybody listening, either this side of the pond or stateside, there's nothing like opening day that I've experienced. And, and as Ryan was saying, even in Pittsburgh, it's 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 awesome. It's special. It it really is, and it's not an experience I've, I've felt for any other start of a season for any other sport. It's it was the, the Phillies Citizens Bank Park was packed. The senior players come down Broad Street into the ballpark. Fnatic lead them out onto the boat to the field, you know the anthems introducing all the players. It was just what a what a build up. Like they know how to do it, you know the the the, the parachuting in the uh, the game ball from you know from the troopers coming out the sky. It's not that exciting down at Brighton, then, is it not? When on opening uh, opening night? No, it's usually a, it's usually a damp, soggy day. <laughs> I mean, days in Brighton, <laughs> nothing nothing like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's just a fantastic experience, and the Phillies got completely blown out. I think it was eight nil in the end to the Red Sox, but it was the, the day out was just awesome. And it, I recommend, I'm I'm gonna try and get back out there next year for opening day because I, there's no experience like it. Everybody's upbeat, like the the stadium's rocking. You know, opening day, like we are now, hopes are high. You can feel the energy in the stadium. Uh, the Red Sox quickly dampen that but um yeah, yeah opening day 2015 and 2018 for me are the two that really stick out i think we had like ben revere playing i think dominic brown had just finished uh aaron alternic williams oh man please i'm having flashbacks please stop <laughs> yeah, well, please think, stop think is that about, really what they tried out about, there was why it? was i really even excited <laughs> Oh my days! What was it like, Tommy Joseph and John Maybury Jr. and TJ, all that? TJ, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. despite the defeat. It was it was an awesome day, and I recommend it to to any anybody out there. And of course, opening day v the Braves. As tough as it gets, one of the best teams in baseball at the moment. And of course, I had to get Bob on the show from UK Braves to preview the opening game. And let's see how the Braves fans are feeling about opening day and opening series. And um. I gotta say, as you're gonna hear, they're pretty confident. All right, guys. As I was saying, we have a special guest, and we couldn't have a Phillies v Braves game without the one and only Bob from the UK Braves coming on and giving us the opponent side of things as we head into this opening weekend. So, Bob, welcome back to the show. How are you, my man? Thanks, Dave. Yeah, doing well. Looking forward to baseball with fans, which has been uh, far too long coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. Even the spring training games, fans have made a difference. I, I, just, just the small things that make a hell of a big difference. Um, where's your excitement levels at? Obviously, the Phillies fan base. Where obviously, as you expect, we're through the roof. Roll on Thursday. Um, but for the Braves, again, reigning champions coming back into division, the divisional champions, of course. What's the expectancy level on your side of things? How are the Braves fans? Are they looking forward to this? Are they looking forward to going again and trying to regain the NL East crown? Um, 
I mean, me, me myself, I, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm not like, I mean, I'm certainly not on your level. Um, I, I think that, you know, the, the baseball season starts in October, right? That that's kind of where the Braves are playing right now. Um, and so while it can definitely go wrong in the next next six months, like it, it, it can't go right. Um, so yeah, like I'm looking forward to baseball being back, but like, I'm I'm long enough in the twos to know that like you know 162 game seasons a long time. There's no point in getting like too excited because it once it starts it doesn't stop. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the grind begins, doesn't it? It's 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 a brutal schedule. It really is. The Braves, uh, the Phillies will be uh, live on BT Sport for those who don't know on the Sunday 6 p.m. Uh, should be uh, Zach Eflin going for the Phillies. What's the rotation like looking like for the Braves for the Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday? Uh, Max Fried will be the opening day starter. Uh, after that, I don't know. I've, I'm guessing it's going to be Charlie Morton Saturday and Ian Anderson Sunday, um, but I haven't seen either of those confirmed. And again, Charlie Morton uh, retains the Phillies. That's going to be an interesting one. What's, uh, what are your expectations for the season ahead? It's going to be a tough, tough division. It's going to be a tough opening series. Opening series, Citizens Bank, everyone's going to be absolutely fully charged at that place. How are you looking at it going into this opening series? Well, everyone tells every year we I get told this is going to be a, a brutal NL East, and every year the Braves win it by about five or six games, if not more. Um, yeah, like I, I feel like this year it's going to be close, but equally, like I, I can see the, the 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 five teams being strung out. It's just hard to exactly to work out where. But I think Bray's expectations are it, it's it's not win the division or bust. Like you know, um, the nice thing about having a a team as young as this is that like you know the expectation is this team can compete for years. Yeah. Um, but equally, having got to the postseason each of the last three years, like that is kind of like a minimum expectation now. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, tough division, but I, I still maintain we're the best team and I still think the Braves are probably going to win the division. And who on the Braves team are you most looking forward to seeing? Who's going to... What what are, the, what are the biggest positives for the Braves and what is the chink in that armour? Where's where's that weakness? Um, well, it's nice to have Marcelo Zuna back. Um, not that... I always thought they were going to get something done. That there was a point where a lot of the Braves' B options uh, in free agency were were tumbling off the board, and it was kind of becoming a Zuna or a bust, or it felt like that. Um, they got the Azuna deal done, so so the lineup looks competitive. Um, that they've added in the pitching, so like you know that big glaring hole there last year doesn't exist. Um, if there is a weakness, and it's it's not you know it's not a massive one in the sense that it's not unique to the Braves, it's just that there's not a huge amount of depth offensively. Um, you know the, the Braves are running with a four-man bench of Endrencierte, Iri Adrianza, the ghost of Pablo Sandoval, and Alex Jackson, who are four kind of like pretty ropey hitters, um, and so it it doesn't matter providing that one to eight you can get out on the park you know 28 times out of 30 in a given month um but it starts to matter if you start losing players like this is not the dodgers in the sense that like 
if they lose Ozzy Albies, there's no obvious guy to slide into second base without losing that offensive production as well. So yeah, like th- there's no big glaring hole, but um, I-, I think for the, the if the Braves are going to win the World Series, they've got to keep everyone on the park. And I think of the other teams you're going to talk about in that discussion, there's there's probably less margin for error. And who do you see as the Braves' biggest challenger for the NL East, or can you see the Braves actually winning it again quite comfortably? And if that's the case, who do you see scraping the wildcard places? Well, I was thinking about this earlier. Like, one of the two wildcard spots will go to the, the, the team that finishes runner-up in, in the NL West, barring something wild. Um, and, and so really, like, you know, there's there's a very real possibility that the, the second NL wildcard goes to a team in the NL Central, such as mm. the way that the, the strength of the... Eastern divisions and the central divisions play out. It may work out like that. I still think the Braves are going to win the division. I, I can understand the point of view that says the Mets are very, very close. Um, I can, you know, I don't have a massive argument if people want to say they think the Mets are favourite. That's fine. Um, but I think the Mets are the standout team in terms of. I think they're they're the only team with the. I don't want to say strength in depth. I'm not sure the Mets have got strength in depth either. I think the Mets are the team with the highest ceiling of any of the other teams in the division. Uh, I quite like the Phillies. I quite like the Nats. Um, but like the Mets seem to have like a one to eight offensively that might even be slightly better than the Braves. Uh, that's not so they can't stuff it up. And I'd probably still take the Braves as pitching options, but it's very, very close. It's going to be a good battle. I think it's going to be a good battle. You're right. Injuries is going to be key to everybody in a tight division like this. You're right. If the Braves go down with a few, if the the Mets go down with a few, it could open the doors to ourselves and the and the Marlins. It's 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 so hard to call. It's such a long season, and you know you need a bit of luck on the way as well. No doubt about it. What is your prediction for this opening day and the opening series? Uh, I, I'm a very simple man when it comes to predictions. Braves 2-1. Would I take that now? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it now. But No, I don't I don't think you should want to <laughs> take that either. You know, I saw someone say earlier, I think the Phillies have got a first 12 games of the season against the Braves and the Mets. First 13, um, yeah. And then it, the it, Cardinals. If, if you're uh, if you're 4-8 after that, I wouldn't be all that thrilled. Uh, I, well, well <laughs> Jack went 8-5. and five. I went seven and six, and Alex went uh, seven and six the other way. Oh, and, is that I know. the first time Alex Carr's <laughs> ever said anything negative about the Phillies? Yeah, he was he was the glass half empty guy. Ah, uh, I, I was I was in total shock for a good two minutes. I couldn't believe it. But uh, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Phillies start the season well. That's quite typical for the Phillies yeah, in the last is. couple of years. Is, yeah. Like you know they. Um, you know, it's the it, it's the Liverpool optimism of the first couple of months of the season, and then it's, you know, it's not these games that the Phillies tend to stumble across. It's the, it's you know, oh, we've got to play the Marlins. Yeah, like yeah. you know, we've got the Marlins on a Tuesday evening in Miami, and like no one's watching. Like those are the games Philly struggle in. Um, yeah, like it, it wouldn't shock me at all if the Phillies start quite well. But like I say, I'll, you know. A bit like the old Premier League cliche, I'm not going to look at. I'm not going to look at the table for the first six games of the season. I'm not going to be particularly bothered about the NLE standings for the first two months of the year. Bob, all the best, mate. Enjoy opening weekends. 
and then we play you again. Yeah, straight after the Mets. We've got we've got you twice in the first two weeks. It's a brutal start for the Phillies. But Bob, all the best to you, mate. Enjoy Cheers, it. Dave. Bob, take care, buddy. All the best. Cheers, Thank you. Bye-bye. So as ever, big thanks to Bob for coming on. He's confident. The Braves fans are confident. We'll get him on in two weeks after we've had the first two series against them and see where we are. Uh, but Bob predicting that the Braves will be winning that series 2-1. Uh, it'll be Freed versus Nola, Morton versus Wheeler, and then Sunday on ESPN, for those that didn't know, on BTSPN as well, Anderson versus Eflin. Come on, Zach Eflin. Ryan, predictions. Opening oh. series. Uh, come on, you're first up, Ryan. Uh, Nola versus Freed. Well, uh, yeah, I probably agree with Bob. To be fair, I, I, oh. let's let's be honest. The Braves, they they do look pretty stacked. I mean, they got Austin Riley like batting seventh. I mean, whew, he's pretty powerful, dude. Um, Dansby Swanson down in sixth. The rotation solid. Um, I think we can take a game from them. We'll see um, how Charlie Morton looks. Um, very, very good pitcher. Um, um, aging, though, and we'll see what, you know, mm-hmm. he's nearly 38, Charlie. And, and Ian Anderson's a young lad, great prospect. Um, really good stuff. Um, I think the Phillies will have enough to, to put some offense on at least one of those two guys. Um, opening day, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that might be the one that we actually sort of are a favourite in. You might actually prefer Nola mm. to, to, to Freed in some ways. So I wouldn't be shocked if we took game one and then dropped the, the next two. So I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Get your hopes no, up, Dave, and then yeah. slam them down. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we've got you going first because... <laughs> <laughs> um, Drew, how about you, mate? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't really get any tougher than that, those three for the opener. Um, I think it kind of depends on Nola. I feel like, obviously, he's a great pitcher, but he does have that game in him. Every three or four, five, maybe even five starts, it's like, hang on, what's happened here? Mm. Well, where's, where's Nola yeah, gone? Just like 2019, he had a very poor start. Yeah, he just, but he just has random games where it's like, but then, with being a kid from, because he's from Louisiana, isn't he? And then, as soon as it gets hot and humid in the summer, he finds his stuff again. Mm-hmm. I'm probably more confident in a way with Wheeler's pitching performance than Nola's. I think either way, it's going to be we'll do really well, and then Freddie Freeman. Oh, don't go do, there already. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, no. do what Freddie Freeman does, no. you know? Yeah, Freddie the Freddie the Philly killer. Yeah, we finished the month sort of at 500. I think we're doing quite well. Yeah. But if, yeah. Who, I, it's tough to call, the, isn't it? It is. It is. Tough. I mean, sort of until the Phillies bullpen proves me wrong, I point. pretty much expect them to blow every lead that we have. <laughs> no, you're right in saying that. I, I've said it in a previous podcast that. I'm not quite over last year's bullpen yet. And I, I, I'm still got the nightmares from last season. I need to, you, you, like you, I need to see this bullpen come out and convince me that these, those dark days are gone <laughs> because I'm yeah. still, I still get nightmares of Brandon Workman. Yeah. Those days. We're, we're going to blow saves. Every team blows saves. Yeah. Every team blows wins. But if, if we're blowing six, seven run leads again, 
Yeah, oh, I, think, I can't go through that again. The reason I say about the first four series is, like I say, everyone's going to blow a save. But if we blow saves early on, the first, even that first, the first season, fine. A one run, I wouldn't necessarily, like, yes, it is a blown save, but mm. it's not as much. It happens, sort of thing, yeah. But I think, like, you're pretty co- slight, quietly confident about the bullpen. And there's probably quite a few people who are. That'll disappear with a blown save in the first two yeah, se- I don't, series. I don't, I don't like, even, yeah, I know what you mean, but I don't even I don't even want to get on that road. I can't, I and, can't, because you're right, the, the nightmares will come back from last year. And then I think that just sort of self-dose and it just sort of snowballs. Yeah, the, the, the psychological effect. And you and you're right. If we if we blow leads and saves in the first two series, the players are gonna think, oh no, not again. There's, yeah. there's gonna be fans in the stand making their thoughts very well known. They're gonna be going, oh no, not again. And the opponents again would be going, yes, here we go again. They they can't trust their bullpen. But but I'm I'm sticking on the on the hopefully fingers crossed that's not going to happen. Um, and Liam, what are your plans for opening day? And have you got any opening days that spring to mind, or you're hoping that Thursday is going to be the first opening day you're going to watch, and it's going to be fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as getting this stateside, it's still on the to-do list. Funnily enough, I've, I've now seen baseball live in England. Now they've done the London series. I've seen the game in Japan. Still oh, haven't awesome. watched the game in America. So <laughs> that's got that, that's got to be remedied very, very soon after this lockdown finishes. And mm. this absolute got to involve Philadelphia. And given the proximity, try and take in a cheeky couple other grounds as well, hopefully, on a nice little mate, long weekend. Mm. Yeah. Um, Opening that, I don't have many massive memories. Obviously, with the with the time frame of it, now I'm going to be making a bit more of a concerted effort. But I do, funnily enough, remember. I believe it was uh, 2013 opening day, where just by dumb luck, I, I've ended up on an evening shift at work, and I'm at this point in my in my career, I'm commuting from Feltham down in like the well well beyond the southwest of London, yep. back to where I live in the southeast. And it's it's an hour and a half to two hours commute. And I finish work at 11 p.m. I get home at like quarter to one. And I've just, you know, I'm not one of these guys who can just drift straight off to sleep. I've got to have like an hour decompress, have a little snack and a soft drink. So I've sat myself, put the TV on, and there's some opening day baseball. And I was very happy. So that's kind of perked me up after what was a bit of a, a dog of a shift. <laughs> that's good. Like you said, it- I'm the same. I get home from work or I've had a I've had a heavy day and it gets to 11 o'clock and I think, oh, I'm not ready to sleep. And then it's like, oh, an hour till Philly's baseball. I could probably hold on and watch the first inning. And it comes on, he's watched the first inning. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go to bed after one. And then, and then it's, it's close. So, okay, I need to see everyone go through the order back in wise. So I'll, I'll watch the first two or three innings. Done. And then you get into that, oh, it's a close game, this. Might hold on for a couple more innings and be in there'll be games this season, Liam, where you're gonna be you're gonna find yourself up at two two thirty AM going, I need to sleep, but I can't. I need to see what's going on. And there'll be times when you fall asleep with the phone in your face, like I have, where you just your body's gone, no, we've got to sleep, and the game is still on on your face. I've woken up many a times like four in the morning with, with my phone in my face going, Oh, oh I've missed it. Um, that's just part of the complete roller coaster of, of being a UK fan following baseball. I think every, all UK and European baseball fans can 
sort of, you know, we're all in the same boat. Ryan and, and Drew, I'm sure you've had nights where you fell asleep with a baseball storm, woken up, and it, it's finished, haven't you? Oh, man, I, I love it. I mean, when I was at uni, it was... I didn't fall asleep. I stayed up. I was on a different time clock and that was just the way I lived, you know, miss lectures the next morning and then, you know, watch the Phillies. I mean, these guys both mentioned that they started around 2007, 2008 um, when they first seen the Phillies, like um, when they were pretty good, not too dissimilar for me. I started 2006. So it was staying up for playoff games, um, 2007, 2008. Playoffs? I mean, yeah, it was, and that's when you do stay up. That's when yeah, you can't. <laughs> so I've been watch, doing it all wrong. You can't watch recorded playoff games. You, that that no, doesn't I, work. I could, yeah. You need the live atmosphere. So, um, and th- yeah, th- that that was great. Um, nowadays, sometimes it's just having MLB at bat. That that's when you're in the real bad moment where you're not actually even watching the game. <laughs> you're just waiting yeah. <laughs> for MLB at bat to tell you whether in play um no out is yeah. a is a fucking yeah. single or a triple that's like yeah. <laughs> ruined yeah. everything base is clearing double or something you're like no yeah yeah you have that two, three four second suspense don't you of in play runs how many why am i how many? watching what, what? an yeah. app when i could be watching the game i've paid for mlb tv and yeah i'm still watching the app i know I, i've done that I've done that, uh, especially when I'm about to go to sleep. And I've turned the game off. Oh, gameplay is still on. I, l- l- let me watch these dots appear in a box on my <laughs> yeah. screen. It's weirdly <laughs> fun, isn't it? Yeah. If it goes blue, it's good. The red's not good. Green's, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's just like you get that in no other sport. That's what I, that's what I love. Drew, I'm sure you've got some some tales yeah, I mean, of late nights. Like, the last, to be honest, the last three or four years, my question isn't whether I stay up. It's do I set my alarm? an hour or two earlier to get the start of it before mm-hmm. I go into work, which is, which works a lot better, to be honest, you know, yeah, with, so of course, with your work pattern. Yeah. 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 Which works. The one, the one thing though, like maybe it's just me and you slightly spoil it because you post whenever the Phillies are on BT sport, which is great. But there's also that feeling of just sitting out and put the TV on live MLB you put it on and you're like oh it's the Phillies they're live <laughs> and you had no idea you didn't know that they were the chosen game yeah and that's yeah. like that's a great sort of yes oh Drew I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to uh I'm, I'm gonna okay if they're on BT and I know I'll I'll no because chances are I'll also miss it when they are and also when you tweet about it, I generally would have seen it got excited, forgot about it, and then put it on. And, you know, it works all the way around. Yeah, yeah we're, on, we're on BT quite a bit. We were on BT three times in the first Yeah, week. and unfortunately, it pains me to say this, but I think because of the Mets being quite good, we'll be on TV more when we play them. Yeah, and the Braves, yeah, the division, and, is, yeah, the division yeah. itself is, is going to mean we're going to get more games. I think we've run, we're on six times in the first month. We're on uh, six, yeah. six times in April. It's great. So it's it's great, Liam. You've got this all to come. Like, mate, keep coming on the pod and tell us how the journey's going because it's great to hear a fan who's now re- for the first time fully investing. It'd be great to go on that journey with you, mate. So keep keep coming back on. Let us know how that's going, buddy. Yeah, we'll do, mate. Be happy to. Um, let's do some predictions, boys. While we're here, I'll get to the big one at the end or the big two at the end. Let's start nice and easy, Ryan. 
Let's do a higher or lower. We'll start with you first. 86.5 wins, higher or lower, Ryan? Higher. I've got 87. <laughs> oh, love it. Love that. Will it, will it get us a wild card? Uh, oh, Dave. Yeah, uh, 87 probably wouldn't, but 90, 90 is probably what we need, isn't it? So, hey, listen, why not? Variants of three. I I would take 87 wins. That That's a good season. That's a, you know, it will mean we're, we're relatively relevant going into the, the, the final two weeks. So, or would I? No, because I really want that playoff. Oh, why do I do this to myself? Um, Drew, 86 and a half wins, higher or lower? Um, I'll go higher as well. No real logic behind it. That's fine. That's fine. But just, just optimistic. I, I like it. I just the offense, like logic says that no matter what the bullpen is, statistically it can't be as bad as last season. It just can't. I, I say that every season. I know. I, I know. You play. say it most seasons and it just gets worse. <laughs> but it, like, I think if I we agree. had an average bullpen or below average bullpen last season, we would have got the playoffs. The, I think yeah. we we're in the playoffs. So. Yeah. In, Selfishly, and I think late September, we have a series on the road against the Mets, which I've earmarked as potentially attending. Oh, good man. With COVID restrictions, holidays, and vaccination passports and all that fun stuff, who knows? So I'd like them to be having things on the line for. Yeah. Rather than just a bit of a, oh, well. Yeah, good man. I mean, either way, I'll go, but like something on you know competitive type of thing. Yeah, I've I've got I've got end of set the last week of September penciled again, absolutely pending on every everything. You know? Yeah. If it, if it's not safe, I'm not going. You know, I, I won't I won't stretch to extreme lengths to get out there. But if it is completely safe and I'm double vaccined up and it's completely yeah. you know it's all good, then I'm going to look at getting out there. But if not, it'll be look at next season uh, opening day. Um. Liam, we've got two, yeah, two over eighty-six and a half wins. Can we have a full house? Yeah, I'm going to make it unanimous. Yes. Um, I think I, I, not only that, but I'll make it unanimous in the exact nature of it. I think it's going to be oh. just over that number. I can very much see a, a, a frantic calculation of the connotations on those last few games, and sure what it's going to take to to not drop out of contention. But I think I think we all agree we we take that, you know. Yeah, just yeah. To, just to be in the running to to surprise a few people to to just watch this team. Who uh, I'm really happy they've managed to keep the same offense by and large from last year. I, th- I think they're going to be they're going to be humming as a result, and it's going to be fun to watch them. And ho- hopefully they can they can translate that into something meaningful, and it'll be fun to watch it go along. I agree. I absolutely agree. I think this team will be fun to watch this year. You know, you've seen Harper and JT messing about in spring. Kutch and Diddy are fantastic together as well. There are a lot of good characters in that team. A lot of experience in that team this year. And yeah, I think I think it's going to be. I say it every year, but it, this I really do believe this year is going to be. I think we're going to have a fun season. I think again, I'll take eighty-seven wins, especially in this division. You know, stacked the Mets and the Braves. Yeah. The, the Marlins are going to cause us all problems, no doubt about it. You know, they're, they're not to be taken lightly. I still think they'll finish last, um, but their record against us is is very good. We've got to put that straight for starters. And the Nationals, I'm not so convinced about, but again, 
that rotation they've got, it's still it's still mighty. So eighty seven wins would be would be great. You know that that'd be a good season. Cherry on top would be a wild card place. I'm I've gone eighty seven. What that will bring, who knows? But uh, next one, which Ryan, which pitcher will finish with the lowest ERA? Starting pitcher or starting pitcher? Yeah. Okay, uh, Nola. Nola, I, I, I'd say because it was Wheeler last year, but and Nola's doesn't like the cold weather, does he? As it's, it's tending, it seems to be a. Dave, no. over a sixty-game season, you might have the lowest ERA. Like throw sixty-game well, seasons that's, that's out true. of the window. The, the you know the Marlins made the playoffs. Let me remind you. So that that tells you everything that that's you need to point. know about sixty-game seasons. Yeah. Rubbish. Was even a proper season. Yeah, stats out the window. Who cares? <laughs> Did even count? True. Uh, uh, another one for Nola. Lowest DRA. No, I'll I'll go with Wheeler. Go with Wheeler again. I think. Whereas Nola's more likely to pitch shutouts. Wheeler fit for me is like those one or two runs. But then I think Nola has the potential. Has those games where it's like puts up five five against him, and so it's like just. Partly for a bit of variation as well. I'll go, no, I like I'll go it, Wheeler. No, I like it. I like it. And Liam. Yeah, I, I like the idea of getting some variation. So I'm a, I'm a shout out Elfin for that one. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And the main <laughs> the, the main reason I, I, I'm confident enough to try and back that one, even though there's a couple of other names that might be more likely, is because just just from watching spring train alone. I, some of those pitches were absolutely fantastic. That ball was moving I, in his last game. Yeah, I think above all else, not not just for getting outs and things like that, I think he's going to be, a, you guys were talking about the confidence and how the bullpen could could smash that at any given moment. And I think a pitcher like Elfin could do a lot to just, just to get yep. everyone's tails back up yep. once every five games. And that could be crucial. And he can go he can go deep into games as well, as he's shown in the last two years. I'm all in on Elfin. Breakout Eflin. I've got his jersey coming. He's my he's my jersey this season. Zach Eflin. All in. Lowest DRA. I think I think he'll get he could get below three. Ryan Eflin below below three ERA. That, that is uh, your positivity. I mean, he could do. <laughs> I, I, I like um Zach Eflin. I, I'm fantasy baseball, really nice value this year as well. Got let's him. let's not turn this into a fantasy baseball pod, but yeah. Um no, really nice. Um Real nice ability to get cold strikes. The movement, it, it really baffles people. Um, he looked great towards uh, the back end of the last season. That was enjoying watching him. Uh, good swinging strike rate. Velocity was up. Velocity at like 94 miles mm-hmm. per hour. Getting loads more swinging strikes. Tons of ground balls induced. 47% ground balls. Yeah, Zach Eflin. As long as the uh, bad back doesn't become a niggling yeah. concern. Yeah, and they, also, Dave, if you could just not buy the jersey, please. Too late. Like, it's done. <laughs> Dave, is that what you did with Nick Pavetta as well? <laughs> we don't. We don't, we don't talk about Pavetta. Nick Pavetta, no. though. No, we don't. Or, or Brock Stassi. You know that Nick Pavetta is going to be great for the Red Sox. Don't year, even don't go <laughs> down that line. I, I just know it. <laughs> oh, no. No. God. Um... What was next? I've got Harper 36 home runs, higher or lower, Ryan? 36, did you say? Mm. Oh, that's about where I've got him pegged. But Harper has the ability to hit 50 if he gets hot. Um, so I'll go over. And I, Harper is Harper's so good. He is so yeah, I love good. it. Yeah. Like if he gets hot, watch out. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I you I can't see any more to that. I've I've got over. Uh, Drew. Yeah, I'll go over as well. I think the combination, not not just with him. I think with uh, Boehm doing what he does, it and Hoskins when he's hot, obviously, is the best hitter on the team when he's hot, and is the worst when he's not. But with Boehm solidifying it, I think it find, makes it really hard to pitch around Harper. That's like true. They, yeah. Like they've done in previous years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go over. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, it's it's you can't really pitch around Hoskins because you've got Harper right behind him. You can't really pitch yeah. around Harper because you've got one of the best hitters in baseball right behind him who will clean those bases with no hesitation. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Um, Liam, over 36 home runs, Harper? Yeah, unanimous again. Of all the things that we're nervous about that are very much up in the air, you know, the amount of wins, a one-loss record, and things like the ERAs and that. The offense is, I don't doubt the offense for a second. I think they're going to, collectively, there's going to be big numbers in the offense. It's just a case of whether or not the rest of the operation can keep that to a, yeah. to a decent charge at the playoffs. But, but yeah, Harper and a lot of them, I, th- I think they're going to entertain us big time. Yeah, I reckon so. Uh, 39 runs in the last five spring training games, which is impressive. The offense was Harper's last at bat in spring was a home run. He's looked um, good. The, the offense and, and go on, Andrew. I was just going to say his first was as well. His first, yeah. Op- first opened and closed it with home runs. Home runs and that swing, that vicious, violent, woof, <sighs> like it's like he's trying to kill every single baseball. But when he connects. Wow. Well, there's the sound. Just sounds different to every other home run from any other player. The smash of the ball. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to see. And, and everyone looks fully fit. Everyone looks fully healthy. As you said on the show, Kutch looks far more moving, far more free than he was last season. He looks... He looks... Shut up, Dave. Shut up. I'm Stop up. it. Stop <laughs> jinxing the injury. No, I know. I, 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 I've, I've really done it again, haven't I? I think I've after all his opening day podcasts. Um, here's a good one. Phillies will have five players to hit over 20 home runs. What do you reckon, Ryan? Uh, no. No? <laughs> no, I don't, don't love it. Not over 20. Uh, let's have a look. McCutcheon, Ray Muto, Harper, Hoskins, Gregoria. I think maybe one, like, McCutcheon depends on health. I'd peg him more at, like, 18. DD could go over. The one that I'm concerned about is Bomb, we'll see how his power develops. He could. Uh, there's a scenario where I see him hitting 30, but I'm, I've got him pegged around about 20. I certainly don't see Segura or Hastley going over 20. So I'd say four players over 20 home runs, maybe five. Um, but I'll uh, listen, it's not all about home runs. There's no, more no, than, just, there's just, more just, than one way to skin it a was cat. Just a, it was just a fun stat. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Drew? Um, so you've got, I'll say Bone goes over, Harper goes over, Hoskins is over, JT's over. And then you're looking at, for me, probably either Didi or McCutcheon. McCutcheon generally comes down to his health. Um, so yeah, I'll go, I'll go, we'll have five. Yeah, good man. And Liam, surely it's got to be five. You're saying how they're going to entertain us 
Yeah, but it's a fair point as well that it's it's not all just the home runs that brings in the runs and brings in the offense. So it's from my experience in, in just about every sport, when you get into sort of delicate stats like this, you, you always find when, when all is said and done, there'll be a couple of those guys everyone's mentioning that, that don't actually get that far with the home runs at all. And then you'll probably have one or two names where you're like, what's he doing on 20? Yeah. There'll yeah. be there'll be there'll be some absolute yeah. surprise big hitter there, um, and, and yeah, it's, it's it's hard to say maybe five. Who knows? Yeah, but we won't care how the runs come in. To be honest, uh, yeah, you know what? Bottom line, yeah, <laughs> I don't care how they come. You know, boom! I, I I'm really excited. I'm not gonna jinx it. Don't worry, Ryan. But I, I'm I'm just gonna say I'm really excited to see him uh, in 162 games this season because. Oh boy, I just got a great feeling, especially at the top of that lineup. Who, Ryan, actually, how many players do you think the Phillies will have in the All Star game? Oh, uh, that's interesting. How many did they have in 2019? Do we know? Was it, was it, was it JT? Was it only JT? Why do I think it was only James? The All-Star game's weird because it's so much based on fan voting and all that nonsense. The All-Star game really is like, a bit of a joke, really. Um, but, it, like, <laughs> that's just me being Well, that's just killed that it? question. I don't know. So. <laughs> um, the, Phillies, the, <laughs> the Phillies will probably have, like, two players in the all Sometimes maybe even only one, and it just depends. Um, J- yeah, JT could get it because he's a fan favourite. He's a catcher. And there's not that many catchers that excite people in 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 baseball, and and he does. He's a bit of a, a unicorn at the position because of his ability to mm-hmm. steal a few bags, and he's so good defensively. Like he he's he's great, isn't he? Let's be honest. Oh yeah, best catcher in baseball. <laughs> he is absolutely. I'm gonna go with five Phillies players gonna make the All Star team. I'm gonna go with Zach Eflin. Uh, you're gonna be doing a lot of lot of fan voting from Dave Shaw. <laughs> Don't stop while watching the game half asleep. Eflin, Eflin. Uh, I'm gonna go JT, Bohm, Hoskins, Alvarado, and Eflin, or Nola, or Wheeler. Seven. Let's have seven. Let's splash out. <laughs> I, I think one of our bullpen players could make it. I Alvarado. Okay, let's just not count his last game. Spring anyway. Who cares about spring? Um, but he's got the potential. Neris, break it. that slider. Come on. Although he didn't have a good last game either. But yeah, it doesn't matter. He's got a slider. Bullpen's going to be worse than last year, now, isn't it? Yeah, I've really. You just made it. <laughs> really, <laughs> really. Fifteen I'm all, I'm all, to nothing in the sixth. Yeah. And gone. And we'll see you in 2022 for a new season. <laughs> yeah. Um, Drew, how many all-star players do you think the Phillies will have? So when you when you mentioned that I got up the all-star team from 2019, ah. there was there was only JT. Yeah. In in as a reserve. As a reserve Wilson, yes. Wilson Contreras was the uh, the starter from the Cubs. But just looking at it, hey, yeah. I'll I'll probably say two. Just on the basis of, I think Bo might make it. And looking at the third baseman who made it that year, you had Arenado, who's now at the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals, so Cardinals, yeah. So he's still eligible. But you had Chris Bryant, who seems to have fallen off the face of the earth. And then you had uh, Rendon, who's now 
on the American League side with the Angels. Yeah, Angels, yeah. So I'm saying it opens up a spot and Bowen will take it. So I'll say two. Like but I would but again, Harper's the big name. Big names generally get the votes. So I, that would not surprise me if he made it in either. When was it? When was the last time Phillies had more than one player in the All Star? Wasn't 2018 just Reese, and 20, uh, 2017 was Herrera? Am, am I? I don't think we've had multiple All Star players. 20, 2013, apparently. 2013 was something we had two. Lee, Liam Brown. Liam Dominic Brown. I forgot he made the All Star team. Oh, 20, yeah, 2018. We only had Noah. Nola 2018. I, I swear Herrera was an only option, maybe 2017. Wow. 2013, last time we had more than one yes. We had uh, Chase Utley 2014, Papelbong 2015, Papelbon. Herrera 2016, oh. Nishik uh, 2017. Nishik, yeah. Yeah, Nishik. Uh, <laughs> had a hat trick in 2012, Hamels, Papelbong, Ruiz. Where Doc Hamill's Lee Palenko Victorino in 2011. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that was the last time five, and you're thinking five. Uh, that might right, be a bit right. of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, maybe I'll take two at this point. Uh, Liam, how many do you reckon, mate? <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think two or three is feasible, especially when you consider the fact that when you generally get the All Star game is generally when just before the Phillies fall off a cliff. In the season, yeah. so yeah. we should see the best of the Phillies, and perhaps get, especially because this offense has stuck together and we've got so many big bats there. I, I think there could be two or three, and hopefully it doesn't fall off a cliff after the All Star game. No, yeah, let's just not let's not think about falling off any cliffs just yet, especially on the eve of opening day. Um, awesome, guys! Thank you very much for coming on. It's been great. Let's let's get you all back on again because I want as many. Philly fans on the pod as possible because it's it's great to have other voices from the Philly fans in the UK on the show because it's I want it to be mainly a fan show so it's great to have you on uh, I'm going to invite you all back on again whenever you want come on and let's keep the journey going throughout the season guys um, Ryan where can we find you on social media oh as ever at Roto Tricks um, where you'll find all of my fantasy baseball nonsense and um the odd tweet on the old Phillies and Leeds United. Sorry about that. Um, if you'd like to follow my fantasy stuff, then the podcast is uh, the Roto Brits, uh, which is fired up weekly on a Thursday. So fantasy baseball advice um, over there. Highly recommended, guys. Ryan and Pete were absolutely brilliant on Roto Brits and they've got some great guests as well. Honestly, and fantasy baseball is not really my thing, but just I, I enjoy listening because you get to find about other players and other teams as well. And if you're wanting to expand your knowledge beyond the Phillies, which is tough for us in the UK with the time restraints and we can only really focus on the Phillies, I've actually found their pod really helpful to understand other players, other teams, and how they're all shaping up with players in different positions. Uh, Ryan, I've got to say, man, I've I've listened to one thinking, well, I'll give it a go. I'm not really a fancy baseball man. I've enjoyed it, mate. You and Pete have been brilliant on that podcast. Well done. Uh, no, no, that's massive. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, it's... It's set up in a way that um, we want it to be accessible. We know that fantasy baseball is obviously huge out in the States. It's getting more popular over here, but um, it's it's a nice, relaxed way to get into it without, yeah. you know, we don't all have 
eight hours a day to sit down. We're not full-time fantasy baseball experts. We have jobs, we have lives, we have teams that we want to follow, six sports that we try and follow, you know. <laughs> um, we, we need a way to get in and to enjoy it and to, to learn about all the different players of different teams in an accessible way. And, and that's what we're trying to do, sort of bring it to you in that undaunting but still expert manner where you're going to learn quite a lot in a, in a short space of time. So thanks, man. Yeah, follow us at Roto Brits. Yeah, if you just type in, I've just done it now, type in Roto Brits in the search engine and put in your Apple podcast, whatever podcast it is, Roto Brits, and it will come up. It's the only one. <laughs> so it's easy to find, guys. Give it a listen. Uh, Drew, where can we find you on social media, buddy? Um, on Twitter, uh, dashhurst23. Don't post that much. I generally just retweet funny things, generally about all sorts of sports. So, yeah, go for it. That's good. But, That's good. Yeah, I mean, just I'd, what I'd say with fantasy baseball as well is going on the back of playing fantasy American football. It's a great way of just learning the league. Like, yeah, the Phillies might not be on TV, but generally most days they have that, what is it, like 6 p.m. game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you just find yourself watching... I don't know, it might be the Royals versus the Diamondbacks or whatever it is, because that relief pitcher you picked <laughs> yes, up. So true. And you're just watching whether <laughs> whether he gets a, a strikeout or something like that. So it's a good way just yeah. to enjoy those random games where you normally just go on the information and you're like, no. Whereas this, it gives you something yeah, to mate, follow in non-interesting games. Spot on. I watched the rules. I used to watch the rules a few times when the players were playing, just for uh, the moose, Moustakas, because I didn't have my fantasy yeah, team. Exactly. Every time he stepped up to the plate. Uh, yeah, I would, I'd switch on a few random games just for some of my players in, in my fantasy baseball team. I actually relatively knew little about just to see what they were going to do. And you, you're actually, you're right. It's a great way of learning about different teams and players in the sport. And it's a fun way as well at the same time. Unless they strike it, all, out. it also makes you hate players as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rip passionately. And it's not necessarily like the players you have. It's, especially when it's done in the weekly, the sort of the, the matchups, you know, you might have a, a pitcher who's pitching the last to win it for you. And then someone hits a home run off him and you will remember that player. It's just cost you the game. Well, it's and yeah, that's, that's I, it. I hold grudges. I, if, yeah. I, if I've picked up someone off free agency and they've who meant to be really good and let me down and cost me games, like Yasiel Puig, I'm looking at you. I, <laughs> this reminds me of my irrational hatred for um, ex Bolton Wanderers player Darren Prattley. Because I, 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 I had a double on uh, two, three, one victories for two random teams about 10 years ago. And one of them had already won three, one. And the other was winning 2-1, Bolton. And Darren Prattley missed Darren an absolute Prattley. sitter with about a minute to go. And, and that would have been... I don't know what I was doing betting a double on 2-3-1 wins. That's complete nonsense. <laughs> but that one nearly came in. I've never liked Darren Prattley ever since. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you mean Charlton legend, Darren Prattley. At the age of, I'm estimating, 58, he's still doing it in the middle of midfield there we Charlton. Go. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I'm I didn't know sure he played Absolute shit house, and I love, I love a defensive <laughs> midfielder who, who, who just ruins everyone's day and pisses in their cornflakes. So that's the sort of footballer I was. So I love that. <laughs> I don't oh. really hate him, Liam. Please forgive me, I, but I will never. No, I'll tell him. No, I'll tell him, and he'll be over. Liam, don't. <laughs> I tell you what, Liam strikes me as the type of person if he was playing baseball, 
it'd be the second baseman trying to pull off the hidden ball trick as well, wouldn't it? It's just, oh, the just old flash get, of the glove. Just get out it like nothing fancy about it. Just just trying to not not cheat, just use underhanded little tactics to try and get everything. It's great. I'm not That's gonna, I'm not gonna it. deny it. I'm not gonna deny it. And I do <laughs> I see I see the Eagles hat and like you guys, I'm I'm presumably like you guys, I'm all Philly all the time. You know, yeah. I back all the sports sides and when I first started getting into the Philadelphia Flyers, I read up on their history and I had this big grin on my face. Yeah, the, 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 the shit house yes. there, and the fact that like one one of my one of my transatlantic co- uh, colleagues is is a big. He's from Pittsburgh. He's he's a big Pittsburgh fan, and he hates the Flyers. And I'll just antagonise him. I weren't even alive for for this glory era, and I'll just keep bringing it up to him. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I agree with that. <laughs> the, the other great, I mean, this is what's great about baseball, American sport, whatever. It just connects random, random people. Mm, yeah. I was I was going on holiday when I was younger to, to America. And I think we we're in, I flew with Lufthansa because I think it was the cheapest one. So we're in like oh, Frankfurt <laughs> Airport. And like my mum and dad are a little bit further ahead. I've got a Phillies cap on. This random person just comes up to me and was like, oh, my God, a Phillies fan in Germany? Yeah. And, like, that was it. Then she just ran off, and I was like, okay. Was <laughs> Lit- literally said that to you and then ran. I hope so. Yes, literally that. And it was like, okay, so what just happened? No <laughs> idea. I, I, that's why I like wearing my everyone in London, I like wearing my Phillies gear because, you know, yes. you're gonna, there's going to be a tourist, an American tourist somewhere who either – is a Phillies fan or hates the Phillies and go, Phillies yes. suck. I'm like, oh, who said that? Come here, let's talk baseball. But that's it. Like, they'll abuse you, but you're also like, I just, somebody knows baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's such a the number of, in this The country. number of times you see people wearing baseball caps and you're like, I really want to talk baseball to them, but you know full well they'll yeah, know nothing about yeah. it. You got, you got a base, you look at, you got the cap, you go, if it's Yankees yeah. or Dodgers or Giants. Or Red Sox, likely. Or the Mets as well, New York. Yeah, Popular New York. Destination. Yeah. yeah, but you guys up in the Northwest and the Northeast, all the, the majority of the Phillies fan base in the UK is all North, Northwest and Northeast in Yorkshire. So yeah. if you see a Phillies cap, it's, it's a good yeah. chance. Good, or even well, an Eagles cap. All right, guys, this is it. We're here. Opening day. Next week, we'll be discussing results. Oh, I'm kind of nervous. Like, oh, are we? Did we? Are we going to get swept by the Braves? Are we going to sweep the Braves? Are we going to win the series? The Mets straight after, guys. Wherever you're listening from, wherever you're watching from, I know many of you are going to be there. That's been getting hold of my social media. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy opening day. It's like a day like no other. It's like Christmas Day of baseball. Enjoy it, Mets. Bring it on. Enjoy it. Just enjoy having fans back in the stands, baseball back on our telly, and a full 162 games because God, I don't know about you guys, but I have missed it big time. And last year didn't didn't really count. I felt robbed of a baseball season. So great to be back. Let's go, Phillies. Starting with me. Ring the bell. Ryan. Ring the bell. Drew. Ring the bell. And Liam. Ring the bell. Yes. 